Hello, and my name is Claude, and welcome to the Claude's Essien Law National and International Campaign podcast. You are listening to season two, episode one, and our guest today is Jack Parsons. Hey, would you like to introduce yourself? It's a pleasure to have you on, by the way, and thank you for finding the time. So. Well, thank you for inviting me on. So, my name is Jack Parsons. I'm the CEO of the Youth Group, the UK's largest community of young people, and I'm also the UK's Chief Youth Officer. So, I'm an ambassador to a number of departments to help young people thrive. Brilliant, that's great. And in your view of youth and action, why do you think it's so important that we have action and for the youth to be heard in this climate? So, firstly, young people's voices are so important. We can't keep having our decisions made for us around tables by people who have no clue, don't come from the same background and never experience the same journey as what young people are facing. So it's really important that we have the right voices represent at the right tables. And we don't just have loads of white old men deciding what we, what we do and what the future of young people is. And this, look, I believe young people are so talented. Every young person has a superpower. We just need to give them the tools and the voice to showcase. And with the global pandemic that's hit us all in different ways, now is the time and the chance for leaders across the country and across the world to start listening. They say two ears, one mouth for a reason. So that's why I believe youth voice and youth empowerment and action is so important for our generation. Brilliant. And would you say that within the time of climate as well right now and with education, do you think that there are real innovative ideas that we could have? And do you think it's possible that we could have an inclusive world? Can we have an inclusive world? We have to head that way, don't we? We have to try. It's, it's easier said than done. Why? Because people are not listening. They don't believe it's affecting them. They don't really understand the real issue when it comes to when it comes to diversity, when it comes to inclusion. So we have those around us. So can we get there? Absolutely. Are we anywhere near? No, we're not. Why? Because people need to listen more. They have to come to the forefront and realise that they don't have all the answers. Too many people think they have all the answers. Mm. Very and they much don't. so. And do you feel that within like the recent budget that we had and within the things that could have been, you could say, delivered, do you feel what's what what would be your kind of points that you feel that could have been delivered better probably within the budget and that needs area of investment? So I think, firstly, 
there were some fantastic things in the budget that worked. I, I love to see that the uh, the uh, wages went up. So uh, the wages went up for young people. That was really good. I would like to see more detail on how. Yeah. We've got, we've got the what, but, and who does it affect? I, we we like to overcomplicate things. Mm. And we like to put really fancy words on things when actually we just need to break it down. What does this mean to the young person living in Birmingham or Manchester? What does this mean to a young person who lives in London in a council state? What does it mean to them? So I just think that we're, there's a bit of a mix map in terms of the, the, the way it was delivered. I also would have liked to see more support for those who are from single parent households and their ch- and and their the young young students at uni. How can we help those young people more? Um, how can we level the playing field even more? I don't believe that the playing field has been leveled in a way where equal opportunity for all. We need to get to that stage. But then yet again, how long is a piece of string, and what do you focus on? Yeah, interesting. So overall, I believe that the messaging in the budget was complicated for the everyday individual, everyday role model. I like that they upped the wages, but was it enough? And I'd like to see more for disadvantaged young people so we can actually give equal opportunity. That's great. And... I think, as you were saying, giving them more the opportunity, do you believe that within the world that we are in at the moment and within certain topics, like, for example, there was an Invisible Disabilities ad, and, of course, it had celebrities, and it was wonderful that they shared their stories, but there is also everyday people. So do you believe that everyday people should be able to be given that opportunity of, of course, sharing their stories and having a platform exactly the same as a celeb or a person that's got a high, you could say, uh, CV behind them. Absolutely. Now, look, influencers and celebrities Mm. have a platform to reach a lot of people. But does the message always land is the question. Yeah. And I believe that there needs to be more everyday role models that sand, look, and have experienced the same issues that the audience that you're addressing. I really do. So, look, I'm a big supporter for those celebrities that come forward and actually meaningfully want to support a cause. But is it lip service? Mm. What is actually tangible? What are you actually pledging towards it? If that's lending your platform, that's great. But what are you doing? Are you actually practicing what you preach? It's really important. So my hat goes off for celebrities wanting to support rather than just putting the Gucci advert out every now and then and actually getting, getting local. But I think there needs to be more everyday people sharing their passion, sharing their stories, sharing their struggles to their community. Because we all, we all, we're all part of a, 
a small tribe, a small community of people. Yeah. We all have our needs, don't we? And I think we need more voices in those communities that live in the community. That's really um, interesting and great to hear. And also within your own company, what made you kind of, what, what made you have the hunger to create your company? What was the driving force? I grew up on a council estate. My mum was an alcoholic. I was bullied in school. And I never felt loved growing up. Never felt like I had the opportunity to thrive. And there was a number of young people around me today's day and in the future and in the past had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a big believer that we should all have the opportunity to thrive in what we want to do in life, regardless our backgrounds, regardless where we come from or what we're interested in. We should all have the opportunity to thrive. And I just felt there wasn't enough being done. There's some great incentives out there, but they're not making the impact. And that's why it was really important for me to create the youth group. It was really important for me to to devote all my time and energy towards what I'm doing. Now, I don't take a salary from what I do. I don't, I don't earn anything from the youth group. I do this. I, I refuse to take a salary from my own company so I can meaningfully say it's not a job I'm here because I want to be here yeah that's great and thank you for what you are doing and also the other question I was going to ask you is do you believe in peace and do you think you would be able to live in a world of peace do I believe in peace absolutely I believe that why is the world so negative why is there loads of fake news and why do we all have to fight when we should all be looking after the planet we live on? Do I believe that we will ever reach peace? I'm a realist and the, the answer is no. We will ever reach peace because that's just humans. There's unkind people in the world. We're never going to get to what we believe is all peace. But what we can do, we can all play a role to do our bit, to be peaceful at home, to be peaceful in our community, to be peaceful at work, and be and to be peaceful on social media by supporting and encouraging and lifting others up, not not put not putting them down. I hope that answers your question. I would yeah. love to feel peace, but it's not going to happen. But we can only make it happen within our. I love that response and I think it's such a real one because it is the fact of that everything is a work in progress and I totally agree that, you know, I think we always will have some sort of issues or some sort of challenges. However, it is possible that we can do it, but I think that is a valid response. Um, I was also going to ask, who who were your main role models? if you had any, and you could um, give me any clarity, if it, even if yourself or if there was any key role models in your life. So, I grew up not watching much TV. One, we only had one TV in the house, and my mum was an alcoholic, so she, 
she didn't want anyone near the TV. But when I did get the opportunity to, to uh, watch TV, I was inspired by an entrepreneur. I was inspired by what they've achieved. I was inspired by what they've become. Then I met that entrepreneur. I met my role model. And my role model no longer became my role model. Mm. Okay. And, and that is... The, the the message in the story is not everything's planned what it seems. With all the social media going on, with everything around us, anything can be sugar-coated. So really take into consideration what is your values and that role model of yours, do they actually have the same values as yours? Or is it all just a soundbite? Is it all just for a moment of story? In the moment, on what I defined as success with this problem, actually isn't success at all. So define what success is in your own life and find your own role models and be happy having role models that matter to you and not ones that have got a billion dollars in the bank. And and the role model I was talking about was Lord Shook um, from... The apprentice. Mm. So, have role models that actually mean something, that are doing good in the world, that are doing stuff to make the world a better place, not just their bank balance. Thank you very much. That was really a wonderful, um, you know, I, 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 that's why I love doing these because I think it's so important that the other person is able to share their story, also share their own like you know tips and guidance for the community and yeah I think that was really wonderful to hear thank you um the last question I was going to ask is what would be your three top tips for a person that is starting in change making or either making good for the world or in their career of um you could say entrepreneur or anything within the background which you've done so, firstly, understand why you're starting. It's really important to understand why you're doing anything. What's the point of doing anything if you don't understand why you're doing it? Yeah? So, remember when you do start, though, no one starts at the bottom. They only start at the beginning. Yeah? So, for instance, I reach around, this, this week alone, I've reached over 16 million views and, and, and people on LinkedIn. Yeah? But my Instagram, I only started it two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. So, you're at the start, at, you're not at the bottom, you're at the start of what you're doing. You might be really good at, at one platform, but not really good on another. So, realize where you are in your journey. Realize that why are you starting? Remember, when you do start, you're not at the bottom, you're at the beginning. Number two, have a real set, clear understanding on what your values are. Never compromise values for money. There will be money that comes left, right, and center at you once you start growing. Never sell yourself out for the Red Bull advert, the Gucci advert. Focus on what you're trying to do as a change maker. Because if you start selling yourself out, you're going to get sussed. And was you really being a change maker in the first place? Mm. And number three, surround yourself with smarter people. 
people that can lift you up. I have a really good team. I have this really good individual that runs our tech or two individuals that run our technology for us. I don't know much about technology, but I trust them. I trust them that on the mission, they're in us and they, they get the mission because the mission's not just your mission. It's your team's mission as well. So it's really important to have people that lift you up around you, that can uh, fulfill the skills that you don't have and also can be there at tough times. So just to recap, when you start, uh, that you start at the beginning, not the bottom. Never compromise yourself or sell yourself out for a Gucci advert. Number three, you can't go. You can't govern alone. You have to govern together. So build your team and understand that you're not going to be the strongest at everything, and let them lead in the areas that they're stronger. That's all my. That's my advice for a change maker. And, and most importantly, just make sure you look after your mental health. Don't compare your journey. Don't try and judge yourself than others. Focus on what you need to do. Don't try and do it all at once. Just give it your best go. And if you fail, you learn. I love that. Thank you very much. As they say, I would almost I would almost say that because of what that, that just happened, things don't always go right, but it's all right, we're still good. <laughs> we're still can hear each other. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's part of being human, isn't yeah. it? It's being real and honest and giving it a go. You've got to ask yourself, why would someone hire me? Why would, why me? Everyone has a superpower. And sometimes your weakness is as strong as your strength. Very true. Thank you ever so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you. <laughs>